You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Welcome to Divorce Literacy. I'm your host, Alex Sanchez. And today I have the privilege of spotlighting a colleague and friend. Uh, She is certified as a matrimonial law attorney uh, by the New Jersey Supreme Court. Uh, She's also a member of the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, as well as member of the New Jersey State Bar Association. Uh, Christine was admitted to uh, practice law in the state of New Jersey and New York in 2018. She's partners of Salem Law uh, since 2021. Since 2006, Christine has focused her practice on matrimonial, matrimonial and family law. Please welcome Christine Fitzgerald. Welcome, Christine. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for being here. And uh, I wanted to... Uh, uh, I, I just wanted to spotlight you and kind of get a little uh, feedback uh, as far as who you are and, and 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 get a little information about your practice. Uh, tell me, Christine, what, why family law? Why did you pick family law? Oh, it's a long, winding road. So I, as a little child, always wanted to be a lawyer. Uh, had no idea what that really meant or that there were different areas of practice. I was coaching swimming while I was in high in college. Um, in high school, I did some coaching too. But in college, I was coaching swimming while attending college and loved working with the kids, loved working with their families. So when I decided to go to law school, I thought, how am I going to take this passion of working with kids and working with families and parlay that into a legal field? And so it just kind of dawned on me, I can help kids by helping their parents go through a divorce in as amicable way as possible with their best interest at heart. And so I went to law school knowing that I wanted to do family law. And then after law school, I graduated in 2006. I was really lucky and I got a family law clerkship in Essex County with Judge Sampino. Um, At the time he had been a judge for almost 20 years, um, always in family. And he'd kind of been known as the the godfather of family law at that point. So um, that kind of just increased my love and passion for family law. 17 years and that, and you focused your practice uh, just on uh, family law or? No. So I, I, after, After I left my clerkship, I went to a family law boutique firm and did that for a little over a year and nine months. And then I went to a general practice in Jersey City, um, where I still focus primarily on matrimonial law, but I, you know, did some other areas too, a little bit of real estate, some other smattering of uh, practices, and really kind of realized that I didn't want to do anything other than family law. And so um, after about three and a half years there, I returned to a boutique matrimonial firm um, where I worked until 2018 when I joined Side and Family Law and luckily became partner in 2021. Very nice. Very nice. So, Christine, as you know, every divorce is unique, uh, has its own unique journey, and you know, everyone is is different. 
if you could offer any advice that someone that's looking to get started with the divorce process, you know, what, what kind of advice would you give them? My number one piece of advice for anyone is knowledge is power. And that's kind of across the board. It's not even just germane to divorces, but in a divorce, it is, you're already going through a difficult time. You're scared. You're likely scared. You don't know what the future is going to look like. So the best thing you can do is get the knowledge you need on how to move forward, get your options so you can make an educated decision, but do that from the experts. Don't go online. Don't start Googling things. You can interpret things differently than an experienced family law attorney is going to tell you what your options are. They're going to give you an idea of what is likely, what's unlikely. Of course, we can't guarantee anything, but we can at least guide you in the right direction and provide you options and help you meet the goals that you ultimately have. Proceeding, I, 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 just like you, I've I've had cases where you know it started off as as mutual uh, you know agreements uh, between the uh, spouses, and uh, what happens exactly what you said, you started getting information from from people that are not professionals, you know, maybe family, friends, uh, you know, and co- or colleagues, and yeah. you know they, they ended up you know taking their advice and you know just prolonging a, a divorce and, and not, not getting the right the right uh, support that they needed. You know? I mean, you said the key word, every divorce is unique. So you go to your friend and they tell you about your divorce, their divorce, okay. and they say, well, I got this. Why didn't you get that? Their right. circumstances are different. So you can't compare the two. And that's why it's important to talk to your attorney. Your attorney may have other professionals that are involved in your case, a mortgage, you know, a divorce specialist lending person, a, you know, a forensic accountant, a custody expert. Those are the people that you want guiding you in the process because they know they've been there. They know what, um, what the possible outcomes are. They have experience. They've seen other cases that are similar to you. Not just, just because every case is unique doesn't mean that there aren't similarities. Right. Right. And, and and you said it. I mean, a, a divorce team, you know, is 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 key. Is key component to having a, a good divorce team. And what advice do you have, or, or or you know, what what would you know, what would you advise for someone that's getting started and to you know, look what kind of qualities or criteria should they look for in in an attorney before they actually work with an attorney? You know, what what what's that? You know. Well, I think everybody's a little different, and some people need an attorney that are going to be you know, similar to them, similar personality, similar way that they handle things. Other people need a little bit of tension with their attorney to tell them when they're being, you know, when they're not thinking straight or tell them when they're wrong. So part of it's going to depend on the the personality of the client, but really, you know, you want to make sure that they practice family law, that if they do practice other areas of law, that's fine. But if you go on their website and they have 20 different areas of law that have nothing to do with each other, that means they don't specialize or they don't have any particular expertise in family law. It's really hard to keep up on every all these areas of law and the uh, the the updates that come in almost daily with different decisions and case laws and new statutes and new rules. So you really do want to find somebody that has a focus on family law. Obviously somebody who only does family law would focus on it. You know, I am as as Alex said, I'm certified matrimonial uh attorney by the Supreme Court of New Jersey. That certainly does designate um a cer- certain level of experience and reputation and 
um, knowledge, again, being a fellow in the American Academy, uh, also has those same, you know, it, it shows a certain level. Now, you don't need to be certified. You don't need to be a fellow to be able to do divorce. But it certainly does signify that they have a certain level of expertise. Um, you know, you also want somebody that's going to get along with people. You know, people always think they want the shark that's going to go into court and yell and scream and curse and, you know, throw up a ruckus. But really, that doesn't benefit anyone. Somebody that treats everybody, the court, the adversary, you know, your former spouse um, or the other party, depending on what type of case it is. You want them to treat everybody with respect and with courtesy. You want them to treat you with respect. So you definitely want somebody that is going to get along because ultimately everybody's goal should be trying to settle because that's what's best for you instead of leaving, you know, all the decisions about your life up to, a, a, you know, a judge in a black robe that doesn't know you. So you can make better decisions for yourself. So if you and your spouse are fighting because your attorneys are fighting, that's not going to help you. Now, ultimately, not every case does settle. 97% or so um, oh, cases settle. I don't know the exact specific, uh, the exact statistics, and I'm sure it changes from year to year, but usually it's somewhere between 90 and 100% of cases set, settle. Um, so while you might have to try your case, and if you do, you know, I certainly am I'm ready and willing to do that. Uh, that's kind of the fun part of being a lawyer is, you know, getting into the weeds and, and getting into the trenches and trying a case. But ultimately, that's usually, usually not what's best for the client. And my goal is always to do what's best for the client, not what's best for me, not what's best for my firm, not what's most fun, most exciting, but rather what is really going to help my client move to the next phase of their life. Christine, someone that wants to, uh, you know, acquire your services, what, what would be the process? Like, would they would get, get in contact with you? And I mean, do you guys do a consultation, uh, you know, like kind of like an interview to see if, if if both parties are a fit? I mean, how, how does that work? I mean, yeah, so they should call my office. Um, our number is 908-324-5400. They can speak with one of the assistants. They'll take some basic information as required. We do a conflict check, so they'll get the other party's information, you know, the other attorney's information, and they'll run a conflict check. Assuming that clears, which generally it does, then they'll schedule you for a consultation. Now, we do charge for our consultations because at our consultation, we're not just, you know, listening to your story and, you know, telling you that we're going to do a great job. What we're doing is taking down pertinent facts about your case so that we have them already to go when you hire us. We also talk about your goals and then we address what the law says about each issue, but also how what's the best strategy to meet your goals. And sometimes those goals can be unattainable because clients don't know and they come in and they don't have that knowledge. So they've gotten some knowledge and now they realize, well, I'm not going to be able to get alimony like I thought, or, you know, I'm not just going to be allowed to stay in the house with the mortgage and not refinance it. And so we can talk about, okay, well, here's your options and here's the best way. Here's what we can propose. Maybe they would agree to this if we agree to that. And we really kind of outline a strategy. Now that strategy does change over time like any any strategy does, right? Because right. we don't know who your spouse is going to hire. We don't know, uh, you know, a lot of times clients come in and they don't have all the information. So we're gathering that information during the actual divorce. And then something turns out to be not the way that they thought it was. And so, you know, we have to pivot. And, you know, a good lawyer is able to pivot 
and to say, okay, let's re-strategize. Let's figure out where we're going next. But at that initial consultation, when you have one with my firm, you will have a strategy of how at least to get started and a strategy that you know, is subject to change for going forward after that. So you're getting real advice. You're not just sitting there telling your story and, and having me yes you to death. And that's where the value is, uh, Christine. You know, that's, that's where the value, is. the value because you know, and that that's key because you know, as we mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of these clients they come in with already with the advice that their colleagues and friends and and you know and, and relatives gave them, and they come with the sometimes with the expectation of something that's not going to happen, uh, unfortunately. And and you need a good uh, attorney, someone that, like you mentioned, is not going to okay, yes, 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 you just sign over here and then yes, yes, yes you know, no. exactly. The, that's and we do kind of evaluate the client too. Can they really afford my firm? You know, it, you know, what's the time and tail for their case? Because you never know when they walk through the door whether their case is going to be one that's going to be fairly amicable and reasonable and you know efficient, or one that's going to be you know a trial next week because they're you know they're on their uh, the clients on their fourth attorney and they've got a trial pending next week. Well, if I'm on trial in another case that week, I may not be able. I'm not going to be able to do your trial too. So. You know, we do evaluate whether or not, depending on the case, the complexity, what's going on, when the next events are, if there are any events um, already planned, you know, whether or not we have the ability to take that on, because I never want to take on a case and then not do my best. So we do evaluate that. But at the end of the day, again, you you, you know, you could say, well, why am I paying for a consult if you're not going to take my case Definitely. Right. Well, at the end of the day, I'm going to I'm still going to evaluate your case. And if we don't have the capacity to do that, that, you know, at that time, I'm going to give you three referrals of people that I trust and I think will be good for your case, beneficial Amazing. for your case. If there's another attorney on the other side and I know that that person has a good relationship with this person and that would be a good fit, that's who I might refer you to. And I, I usually give options. I like to give three referrals when I'm referring a case to another attorney, two to three. Um, but I'm going to really evaluate who do I think you're going to work well with? Who do I think you know, you're going to feel good about and give you referrals that match your case. So you're still getting a benefit. From meeting with me and you've gotten my legal advice and you've gotten my strategy so you can take that to the new attorney who may or may not agree with me but regardless at least you have that kind of benefit yeah but it's actually it's actual legal advice and that's that's the whole it is. yeah you know that's that's key christine i, I have a, a nice question here for you what's what makes a successful di divorce well in, in my opinion in your experience yeah, in my opinion, you know, putting aside the cases that don't, can't settle, the ones that really are the most successful are the ones that parties do this amicably. You know, not to say that there aren't fights along the way. I mean, I've had clients who were best friends at the start, went through some rough passages in the middle, and then at the end, we're best friends again. I mean, that really to me is the ultimate goal is that you guys you know, at the end of the day, the clients are still going to be friends, particularly if there are children involved. Listen, if there's no children involved, the best case scenario is that they walk away pretty unscathed emotionally. They're both happy with their settlement. You know, they both understand that it's fair. It might not be everything that they wanted. They didn't spend a ton of money in professional fees. And they walk out the door and they say, you know what, Christine really fought for me. I may not have gotten everything I wanted, but you know what, this is a good settlement. You know, if you have children, it's different. You're with your, that that person's still there regardless 
of whether or not you're married. So, you know, judges say it all the time and clients are always like, how'd you know the judge is going to say that? I'm like, because I've been to court enough times and I've heard the judges say it enough times. At the end of the day, you want the, those kids want both of their parents in wedding pictures with them, sitting at their wedding table together, at their graduation, taking pictures together. And at the at the end of the day, if they can do that and do that without animosity and do that without fighting and without the kids being awkward, then that is a successful um, that is a successful divorce. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Uh, with all the years of experience, all the cases that you handle. Is there a case, a uh, um, memorable case that you that that kind of struck you or or, or had a, a, an impact, a significant impact with you? Yeah, I've had a couple of cases. I mean, I can't talk specifics, but I've had a couple of cases over the years that have really hit me at my heart. You know, um, I always say to clients you know, that they would like me a little bit more if they didn't meet me during a hard time in their life. <laughs> because, you know, listen, I remind them of their divorce, which is even in the best of circumstances, still unpleasant. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, but I do have clients that I've kept in touch with over the years and they're some of my favorite people. I've had clients send me, you know, big bouquets of flowers and little angel statues telling me how much she knew I cared about her. You know, that really is why I do this is try, try to help people again, walk out the door saying, Christine was there for me. She was kind. She fought for me. You know, she did good work. She was efficient. You know, she really cared about me. Um, and that's really what I what I hope for in every case. Like I said, I had clients that were best friends at the beginning. They went through some hard times in the middle with trying to negotiate their agreement. And at the end of the day, you know, the wife hugged me, even though I represented the husband at the divorce and, you know, they were best friends again. And, you know, that was to me a very successful story. You know, I've had some non-divorce cases that were family law related that I just, you know, I kept brothers um, having a relationship with their their half brothers that might not have happened if it wasn't for, you know, the legal work that I did. And, you know, that you know, when I got the decision, I cried. I mean, you know, there you become, you yeah. really do care about your clients. Oh, and absolutely. so, absolutely. And I have clients that, you know, will just pick up the phone just to say hi, um, to ask me how I'm doing. When I had my son, my son's a little over uh, almost two and a half. Um, you know, I had clients drop off baby gifts for me, you know, and they'll call and they'll check up. They'll ask me to send pictures of him, you know. I mean, the relationship that you, build when you're in such a, uh, what can be, a, a, you know, difficult time, um, really can become a friendship. And at the end of the day, I leave it up to my clients, whether they want to have a friendship with me and they want to keep having contact with me. And I don't take any hard feelings if they don't, but I would say most clients do kind of keep in touch at least in some way. Yeah. And final question. Is there life after divorce? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the amount of times clients have come in and said, I'm never getting married again. I'm never going to be with anybody again. I never want to have another relationship. It, inevitably, they do. Um, but there is absolutely life after divorce. I mean, I've had clients that just the simple act of changing their name back to their maiden name. Obviously, this is more, more likely for women than for men. But they, I mean, repeatedly have told me, how happy they are that they have returned to their maiden name. Um, and it just makes me smile. I mean, that's why I didn't even change my name when I got married. But um, 
But yeah, I mean, I have so many clients that just once they're out the back end of the divorce, they're just, they feel free. They feel like they can move on. You know, listen, there are still clients that are sad um, and that's okay. And that's why, you know, one of my recommendations, I mean, I know I said my big recommendation was knowledge, but another big recommendation I always make to clients is, you know, therapy, therapy for your kids, therapy for you, therapy for the family. If you guys all get along enough, therapy is important. Um, even if there's not a huge, big issue, it doesn't have to be super dramatic, but it's just going to help you. It's just going to give you a few extra tools to get through this process, which is stressful and time consuming. Yeah. Therapy. I, I agree. Therapy is, is overseen. You know, they, they, a lot of people feel that they don't need to, uh, to go through that, uh, process and mm-hmm. they tend to retain that, you know, all that emotional stress that they endured during, during the divorce. But uh, uh, that that's that's great advice right there. Um, any final thoughts, Christine? Oh, just, you know, like I said, knowledge is power. You know, consider therapy. Put your kids first if you think about your kids. And just, I mean, last but not least, at one point you both loved each other or at least cared enough about each other to start a family, get married. You know, don't forget that. You know, every, yes, there are negatives and there's a reason you're getting divorced, but it doesn't mean that it has to be a war. Think about it more as let's get through this difficult time and let's go to the next phase of our family. You're still a family. If you have children, you're not dissolving the family. You're just dissolving the marriage. Excellent advice. Excellent. I love that. Folks, uh, I'm going to include uh, Christine's we- a, a link to Christine's website. Please uh, feel free to reach out to her and, and you know get more information on her. And uh, Christine, thank you so much for uh, being in this podcast. And uh, I look forward to uh, uh, working with you and uh, growing this friendship together. Thank you. Look forward to it too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.